The Cover Season podcast was born from the false perception that millennials don't believe in marriage. This is your boy Ron, and I serve as one of your hosts. And I'm Ebony. I also serve as one of your hosts. Together, we will share stories and advice about our own quest to find love and ultimately each other. We'll discuss the challenges that millennials face in dating to find love or just dating to date. It hopes that you, our listeners, can apply what is relevant to your own lives. In the process, we hope to make you laugh, we hope to make you feel optimistic, and ultimately to find more ways to love yourself, love others, and love the one you're meant to be with. Some say that cuffing season is relegated to cold temperatures, but we hope to make every day a good day to cuff, baby. Everybody, welcome back to the Cuffing Season podcast. What is happening? Hope y'all are doing well. This is Ebony and it's your boy Ron, and this is episode nineteen. 19. Thank y'all for joining us. Um, we have been really happy with uh, you know the way in which the podcast has been growing. Uh, the topics we've been able to cover, the people we, we've been able to meet and connect with. And uh, tonight's topic is actually a result of, I guess, one of our followers who happens to be very close to us. Maybe this follower is also related to one of the co-hosts. I don't know. Um, but anyway, Ebony's younger sister, um, she's... 19 yeah 19 uh very wise mm-hmm. and a strong supporter of her big sister and her new big brother and uh gotta be shoot right <laughs> <laughs> very strong supporter of us in the podcast and uh you know it's amazing seeing a 19 year old take such interest in uh the cuffing season podcast because you know at that age um Love is different. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I think back to being 19 years old, and I didn't know a whole lot about what love was. And I, the things that I looked at to define it for me was usually uh, movies, simple stuff. Yeah, Baby Boy with Tyrese and Taraji (laughs) P Henson. I mean, I'm just I'm just being honest, Um, which was a horrible example. But uh, you know, I, I watched movies growing up. Um, and to learn about, I guess, what I thought should take place between men and women. And over time, you know, of course it evolved. Um, I read books now. Um, I found better role models. Yes. And um, I listen to a lot of podcasts on top of doing my own in hopes that um, I can continually grow and um, be able to lead a life of example that other people can follow, right? After that. So going back to uh, our our little sister, um, she texted me and Ebony one day saying, you guys should do an episode on the five love languages. Remember that? Yeah. And um, yeah, so, and it was kind of like an aha moment because we were surprised we didn't think of that sooner. We're 19 episodes in, and how did we take so long to do one on the five love languages? Because we both read the book. We... I even posted about it. I think I put an Instagram yes. post. But I just didn't, it didn't, I didn't think to make a episode out of it. Yeah, you know, Ebony talks about it all the time. She posts about it all the time. We've both taken the quiz twice 
to see what our love language is uh, for ourselves, but also to learn what the other person's love language is so that we can ensure that we are loving the other person the way that they want and need to be loved and to the best of our ability. So we wanted to share that with you. Uh, we know it is a very popular concept that a lot of people have probably heard. Um, but tonight we're going to assume that, um, you know, folks exposure to it has been limited. Maybe you haven't read the book. Maybe you haven't taken the quiz. And tonight we're going to talk a little bit about um, what those love languages are, mm-hmm. why they're important, why you should consider uh, figuring out yours as well as your partner's and uh, how that can benefit you in your dating life, in your relationship, in your engagement and in your marriage. So uh, I, I guess I want to start like I always do. I want to ask my lovely fiance a question. What are the five love languages? <laughs> So the five love languages are physical touch, quality time, acts of service, gifts, and words of affirmation. Okay. Can you repeat that for the people in the back? Physical touch, quality time, acts of service, gifts, and words of affirmation. All right. So let's start by breaking each one down. Let's start with the first one, which was physical touch. What does that mean? If your love language is physical touch, what does that mean? So... Kind of stating the obvious, right? Physical touch. So kissing, hugging, holding hands, um, sex. Right. You know, so, anything involving physical touch. So basically, these are ways in which you prefer to receive love. You yeah. know that someone loves you if they kiss you often, if they hold your hand, if they have sex with you, yeah. if um, they put effort into sex Or massage, you. anything physical, you right. know? Yeah. Anything physical, anything involving the other person touching you is how you you know, interpret that they actually have love for you. Mm-hmm. So I guess if um, if there's a situation where your love language is physical touch and you're with someone where you're not being touched very often at all, mm-hmm. is it safe to say that you don't feel loved? It's safe to, It's definitely safe to say that you may not um, you may not feel loved. You may still be loved, but you may not feel it because that's, if, if that's your top love language and you're not getting it, then you may um, you may as very well feel that way. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that makes sense to me. So what's the next one? The next one is, is quality time. Okay. So I, that's a big one. Yeah. So basically, you know, giving your undivided attention to somebody, watching TV together, walking together, talking, eating, just anything you're doing together. Together. Right. So for me, quality time is, uh, of course, doing stuff together, like going to the movies, going to the mall, uh, going to events, uh, dinners, whatever. But uh, quality time for me is also just like the time we spend sitting next to each other, doing nothing but breathing. Yeah, you're Uh, just together. Yeah, just, just being with the other person. That, like you actually want to spend yeah. time with this person. Like you could be doing other things, but you choose to spend time with this right. person. And if that person decides to give you their time, that is basically saying that I love you. That is how you're receiving it. Mm-hmm. Conversely, if a person is too busy for you and your love language is quality time, you're going to assume that they don't love you or um, the love that they have for you isn't enough. Yeah. Even if the other person is saying, well, hey, I do love you. You know, I love you in other ways. Like I may be busy. I may be in grad school. I may have two or three jobs. or I may always be traveling um, just because I'm not, you know, around 
doesn't mean that I don't, I don't always think you. about you. Yeah. I don't love you. But if your love language is quality time, you will always interpret their lack of presence as lack of love, lack of love. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so what's the next one? Acts of service. So that's basically, you know, doing something for your person that they know that, you know, they would appreciate. Okay. So, um, you know, for example, if I know you, um, you know, hate taking taking the dishes out or right. something, and I do that for you, and so you just you just feel appreciated. Or I know you always take the trash out. And I'm just like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna take the trash out for Ron today. Right. You know, and so you come home and you're like, oh, it's already done. Yeah. Wow. You know, so yeah, um, just just simple things like that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I I'll honestly say that um, you know, I personally love acts of service and i late, late later in the episode i'll get to what my love languages are but mm-hmm. i'll say that acts of service uh do mean a lot to me because i'm a person that's always in the weeds of things um you know i'm very self-reliant and self-sufficient and i you know i'm quick to just do everything myself without asking for help yeah. so in times where people step in and they take to the initiative to lighten my load especially without me having to ask them to do it it um you know, it's it makes me yeah. feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And, and it could also be something like not just like trash or, or kitchen or cleaning right. things like that. It can, it's also um, as far as you know, if you have a stressful day at work, right. and like say I come home from work and you know I've been stressed, usually the case, right? right. <laughs> so you make me a nice bubble bath with like roses on it and a glass of wine next to it. That's also an act of service, like knowing that I'm stressed and being proactive about how to make me feel better. Right. So I, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of another time. Um, I don't know if it was last year, year before it was, it was, it was a time ago where, um, I had been on, I think nine interviews for a huge job, huge Mm -hmm. job. And, um, they flew me out to San Francisco as a finalist. And, um, I had a really, really good interview and I was about to be making crazy money, like money I had never <laughs> considered making Boy. ever in life, especially at the age of 30, right? So um, the job, the, the person who was hiring me right before, um, you know, they were planning on making an offer, they had a sick child that was pretty much on their deathbed and they had to resign from the company before they could hire me. And as a result of that, um, the needs of the organization shifted. Now they had to focus on replacing her as opposed to bringing me in. Uh, so I was pretty bummed about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I came home one day and Ebony, uh, you know, greets me with a card that um, says, I love our life together. And she wrote a heartfelt note just talking about, um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, talk, talking about how, um, you know, we may really have our hearts and mindsets on set on certain things, um, but it's not always in God's will for us. You know, here I am, I've gone through nine interviews and... Um, that close to something. Yeah, I was that you know. close to, to getting something, and then I don't get it off of a technicality, not even because I wasn't good enough, but off of a technicality, something that was beyond my control, what's really stung. And in that moment, Eb's act of service was to help me to understand the higher purpose and the higher meaning in that situation, 
which was God had something else for me, something greater, mm-hmm. uh, something more aligned with uh, my purpose um, that will eventually uplift his kingdom. And, and, and that's what I needed in that moment. That was an act of service. And um, it, the acts of yeah. service do, doesn't have to always, uh, you know, follow some type of tragic event. You know, there are things that you can do uh, that don't require <laughs> something bad happening. You know, things can be going extremely yeah. well in your life and you can, um, you know, go out of your way to show someone you love them today alone. I, nice I happened to um, work from home today and um, I decided because the weather had broke it, it got a little warm. I went outside to, to grill Ebony some wings. She loves grilled wings. So when she came through the door tonight, dinner was not only was dinner already prepared, but it was something she really loves. Grilled wings <laughs> at the service. So yes. and it worked out because she had a tough day at work. So yeah. she didn't have to walk in and, you know, think about cooking or cleaning, nothing like that. It was already done. So acts of service, and, and of course, I expounded upon My favorite lot, act of service. Yeah, food. <laughs> <laughs> but acts of services are, uh, they're, they're huge in relationships. They are. Um, you know, if you can't. Give and take. Lighten the load of your partner, give and take, you know, improve their lives. And what's the point of being together, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So what's next on your list? Gifts. And so gifts, um, is gifts. So, you know, uh, anything, you know, just basically giving your person anything, uh, you know, Gucci bag, Gucci bag, um, uh, a trip to somewhere, a car, I don't know. Louis, Louis flip flops. <laughs> anything that's like, Oh, because you got me this, you know, that means you love me. I, I guess, you know, flower, maybe flowers count. Yeah. I don't know. Is a flower a gift or just like, uh, you know, flower? I, mean, I don't know. Maybe don't it is know. a gift. But like, it's not, just, when I think gift, I don't think flowers. Yeah. Just something that's like, it's like, oh, you know, I feel like because you bought me this, you thought of me and, yeah. um, you know, you love me basically. I think that's a dangerous love language to have. I, I, I definitely agree, you know, especially because, Somebody can, um, this is my opinion, right? So somebody can give you no time, no words of affirmation. Right. Um, kind of not really be physical or touch you or be, you know, romantic, but just um, buy you a bag, buy you a card, send, send you on a trip. You know, it's just like, that's, what is that? Yeah. And you in love. Meanwhile, the money they spent on you was nothing to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially if you have it, you know. Yeah. Um, so it just feels like you're buying me at this point. Basically. Like you're, you know, you're buying me. But it is a love language a love nonetheless. Language. It is. So um, because I think, so I give a, I'll give a situation where I think gifts is um, not as bad. Yeah. So I think back to this past Christmas and I talked about this on um, another podcast episode, but um gifts were not in abundance in my household growing up on holidays or birthdays or whatever you know usually what we gifted each other was the presence of ourselves quality right time. quality time <laughs> period nothing wrong with that but in a world where you know there's a lot of physical inanimate objects being exchanged maybe sometimes you would like to see a present wrapped with your name on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking back to um, this past Christmas and 
to be honest, I can't remember the last time. I, I, I had a really good Christmas. I think I was like 12 years old. Um, but most Christmases just, um, you know, we, we, we didn't, we didn't have a lot of presents under the tree. That's just not what we did. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but this particular Christmas and I was 30 years old, which made it even weirder. Um, (laughs) Ebony's dad, my father-in-law, uh, soon to be father-in-law, but you know, call him (laughs) father-in-law already. He is. Yes. Um, he saw me looking at a pair of Timberlands. And the Del Amo Mall in L.A. And um, when we left the store, he doubled back and went and bought the Tims, you know, and um, put them under the tree. So I I was shocked to have presents under the tree at all. But, um, you know, to open up a a pair of, you know, a a box with Timberlands (laughs) in it, like a pair of shoes I really wanted but was too cheap to buy myself. I was just blown away. I was like, wow. You yeah. know, like, that was what, you know, love language. Not to mention, like, they gave me so much other yeah. stuff. that Like, that wasn't the... Thought that, like, like, they were thinking Yeah, of like, they and... were thinking of me so much. Like, you know, my mother-in-law did the same thing with a Lakers jersey when we were in, what, Macy's? Macy's, yeah. Yeah, I, I, was, just, I was just blown away, right? So, um, you know... And I actually still have that. I have that video. I, I should. I should share it one day so you guys can see Ron's reaction yeah. when he's opening up these gifts. Yeah, I, I mean, had to film it. Gifts are a part of my love language, and like to you know, for people to go above and beyond like that for me, um, left me knowing that you know these people got love for me. Yeah. Um, so anyway, what's the next one on your list? Um, words of affirmation. Okay. And so that's just you know. Using words to build up the other person, uh, like just saying, thank you, I appreciate it, or I love you, um, you're beautiful, you're handsome, um, you know, anything, yeah. anything like that, just where you're acknowledging, admiring, and, and just like saying it, you're affirming your feelings for that person. Right. So I, I, I agree that words of affirmation are important in a relationship because I think you got to speak life into your partner and life into your relationship in general. Absolutely. Um, I think your partner deserves to know where you stand mm-hmm. in their life. Um, and beyond that, I think that words in general just have so much power. The Bible teaches us that, you know, life and death are in the power of the tongue. So yeah. when you speak life into your partner, into what they're doing, you know, they'll continue to grow and to make the relationship better. You know, whether uh, your partner is applying to grad school or they're trying to get a promotion at work or they're starting a business or they're just walking out the door like trying to look cute every day. Like, you need to be complimenting your partner. <laughs> Let them know how good they look, how good they smell, how smart they are, how much they mean to you. You know, like, um, words of affirmation are so important, even if that isn't the number one thing on you know the top of your love language list yeah at the same time i feel just like gifts words of affirmation can be a dangerous love language because i think that there well if if it's dangerous especially if you need to like you you need that to feel love like like yeah so because um, anybody can tell you that, right? Walking to the metro, I can hear whistling or "Hey, girl!" Like, "Hey, right. beautiful! You got a man? You married? Right. You bought?" Like, so damn, like, you look good. Yeah, like hey, all you're the red. time. You're red. It's, it's seriously blue dress. So if you if if you know you respond to or give anybody the attention who's giving you those words of affirmation, that that can definitely be dangerous. You know, yeah. which another thing was kind of like going a different way with this topic, but. 
which is important for fathers to speak life into their daughters because the, the oh, first yeah. man to be like, you know, you beautiful girl, like come into my yeah. crib or do whatever, you know, they're going to roll with it because they feel like, oh, this guy's giving me attention. Like I never heard this before or no one's yeah. ever shown me this type of like, like flattery. Right. But girls who maybe have already heard it from their fathers or uncles or brothers who have already been speaking life. Yeah. Maybe it's like they not. know it. They, they. Yeah. But I also, you know, I want to play devil's advocate a little bit and say, because, I mean, we know there's un, the, there's some unfortunate realities of people who don't have the privilege or pleasure of growing up with a father in the house. For sure. And, um, you know, in circumstances like that, I think the best advice is to uh, ensure that words are always just backed up with action. Yeah. You know, to, um, you know... Don't take people you don't know that are not family like that at their word. Make them prove to you uh, with their action. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that was all five, right? Yeah, that was all five. Okay, so why this concept of love languages, the five love languages? Like, why is that so important when dating and in relationships and being engaged and married? Like, give me the the overall summary of why you think you know, folks need to be learning and focusing on this? Well, for relationship, <laughs> relationships, <laughs> I'll say that um, it's just important to know what your what yours is and your person's is because, you know, you'll know how to respond to them or, or, how, or what they're looking for. Right. I'm not saying you got to do it all day, every day, but like, um, you know, they're like, whatever their top one is, you know how to... Um, you know, make them feel loved the most. Yeah. You know? So if, you know, if, if, if it's receiving gifts, then I know, like, if I come home with, you know, a gift, you're going to be over the top. Over the top. Hey! Yeah, you know? So, um, or and it's also important in relationships because if you've been giving love the way that, that you receive love, but that's not the way your partner receives love. Right. You may feel like, well, I'm, doing all this for you. Right. What you, like, what do you mean I don't love you? What do you mean I don't, I'm not giving you attention or, you know, right. they, but, but it's like, no, like, that's how you think, you know, right. love should be, but that's not how they're receiving it. Right. If that makes sense. So it's just like, um, it's, it's important to know relationships for sure. You know, one of my um, friends from undergrad, and you know, I mean, this is one of my close friends, like, you know how like the really close friends of undergrad, you call them your brother, you mm-hmm. call them your sister. So this this girl was someone that I called my sister back in the day. I and mean, one of the things she used to always say was that, you know, when I'm dating, I don't need a lot of time. I don't need your time. What I need is attention. Yeah. Right. So even if you're away from me, you know, I know that you're thinking about me. You know, you can shoot me a text. Let me know you're thinking about me. Give me mm-hmm. a quick call. Send me something. Just do something to let me know that you're thinking of me and we're good, right? That's not the case with a lot of people. On the back end, I know more people who um, quality time is their love language. Yeah. And sometimes they end up dating people or in relationships with people who cannot give time, right? People who are constantly traveling for work or people who constantly prioritize other things over spending time with that person. And they'll come and say, well, you can't say I don't love you because a little bit of time that I do have, I give it to you. Mm -hmm. You have my attention. 
You know, I shoot you text messages in the morning, at night. Like whenever I get a second, I'm hitting you up. What do you mean I don't love you? And they're saying, you don't love me because you don't give me time. You don't prioritize me over things that I feel like should not be more important than what we're building. Exactly. Right? So um, I think, you know, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Another reason why I feel like the concept of love languages um, is important um, outside of knowing how to love your partner better is knowing what you expect and accept and what you shouldn't waste your time on. Mm -hmm. So um, here's an example. If your love language is uh, words of affirmation, you know, you need somebody that's going to speak life into you and be a positive person. Um, and let's say you just met a guy mm -hmm. who meets all the points on your list, the list that we always tell people they should abandon. You know, maybe he's a lawyer <laughs> a or a doctor. Yeah. Maybe he's six feet. Maybe he's a ball player. Maybe he's a maybe ball player. Maybe he got a six pack. Maybe he got bread. Yeah. Maybe he got all them things, right? But he don't know how to talk to you. He don't speak no life into you. He completely, like, he don't pay attention. Like, he, he completely overlooked the fact that you told him that you had a huge test on Thursday. And he forgot to text, text you good luck while I'm praying for you. Yeah. Or he forgot to ask you how it went. Right? No words of affirmation. But he got everything else on your list. In situations like that, you can save yourself a whole lot of trouble if you recognize that, listen, my love language is words of affirmation. You don't give me those, so maybe we're best going our separate ways. Yeah. I think if a lot more people are honest about what their love, if they recognize what their love language is and are honest about, you know, what they need, then maybe they'll stop wasting time and useless or meaningless relationships. Yeah. But also, I think you don't want to abandon something so soon. I think it, it's definitely worth a conversation you know, if, if you do know that's something that's really important to you and you want to pursue or you're pursuing somebody and, you know, just say, hey, you know, I this is something that's important to me. Like, are you able to give this? Because if not, you'll go years and years of just feeling empty. Like you're yeah. you're happy because you like you, you love them. Right. Because right? it's, right. not, not, it's not like you don't love them, but you just feel empty still. Right. For some reason, it's like there's like this, this emptiness in you because you're not getting what you really need. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, I guess what you're saying is give the other person an opportunity to recognize and correct yeah. their behavior. Yeah. And if they can't, then they can kick rocks. <laughs> kick them. So, um, I guess we can kind of go into now, like, the results of our quiz, what our love languages were. So, um, I, I guess I'll just let you go first. Like, what what was your number Ladies one? first. So my my first one is <laughs> words of affirmation, hey. and I, I want to be clear because we were just like, be careful with words of affirmation, right? Right. So I um I know mine is words of affirmation, but it's with the person that I'm with, right? That like I know that is mine because I could be walking down the street and hear whatever. I'm just like uh. Like, don't talk to me. Oh my god, I'm oh god. Like, you know, <laughs> like, ew, dude, just say, hey, beautiful. Like, give a little smirk and keep walking. But it's like, I, I only want it from my person. Right. So <laughs> that's how I am with words of affirmation. Um, my second one is acts of service. Okay. Uh, my third one is physical touch. Okay. My fourth one is quality time. Okay. 
which surprised I feel like those are kind of tied physical touch and quality time but anyways my last one is receiving gifts okay and that's interesting because uh when me and Ebony first started dating right (laughs) (laughs) uh so two things I'll I'll say two things about your love languages the first one words of affirmation Mm -hmm. When uh, me and Ebony were friends, and you know, I'm trying to impress her a little bit. You know, I'm I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to a little bit. I'm trying to get noticed. I'm trying to step out the friend zone into the promised land, <laughs> to the land of milk and honey. But uh, lightly. <laughs> but you know, and, and I would say things like, "Oh, you're so beautiful. Or you're so smart. Or you know, you're such a good writer. You're this. You're that. You have awesome ideas." And I meant them. I wholeheartedly meant them. <laughs> Um, Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would. I think one of the things I would tell Ebony is that she's the most beautiful woman I've ever laid eyes on, and that sounds kind of corny, and it sounds like not the truth. And she, Ebony true. would call me out on it. She would say, "Ah, uh, you know, I mean, I don't really believe." You know, she she would stay silent, and I'd be like, "You know, why why are you quiet?" And you know, she said, "Well, you know, a lot of guys tell me that." One, two, I never believe anybody when they say that. Three, I don't really care. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not impressed by that. And, you know, I would tell her, I was like, well, you know, I only say things that I mean. And when I tell you, you're the most beautiful woman I laid eyes on, that's exactly what I mean. And I would take that to my grave. Ebony is like, even when, <laughs> even when I'm playing spades with the homeboys and, you know, you get that, that question, you know, and guys talk about weird stuff when they're playing spades, but <laughs> tell you know, it, tell it, tell it. <laughs> <laughs> one of the questions that can possibly come up in a spades game is, Yo, who the baddest chick you ever talked to? <laughs> right? And in many cases, the guy, the girl, excuse me, the girl that the guy will mention might not be the one that they're dating at the time. But for me, the answer is always Ebony. When they say, well, who's the smartest? Well, who's the baddest? Well, who's the this? Who's the that? And like the answer is just always Ebony. And it makes me feel so blessed because like I bagged <laughs> the baddest girl that I've ever like oh, come God. across. Like crazy. I'm marrying her. Like I'm about to change her last name. I'm, you know, I'm about to build a family with her. Yes. You know, yes. like I'm going to, we're going to see seasons together. <laughs> like it's seasons. crazy. Speaking um. Of- so yeah, then um, the gifts piece, right? So when me and Ebony first started dating, there were people, of course, that knew us separately. For longer periods of time, these people knew my upbringing from the backwoods of country, uh, poor f- northeast Florida, and they knew Ebony's upbringing in the hills of Palos Verdes, California, <laughs> right? And one of the assumptions they used to always make was that, yo, Ron, how you gonna keep up with this chick? Like, she can buy your whole life and not even, you know, notice it in her bank account. Um, she can buy whatever it is she want. Her family is already giving her everything that she want. Like you can't impress this girl, right? And for a while, I um, I, I would lie if I say that it didn't worry me, because I was like, damn, like how how do I get this girl's attention? Yeah. But luckily for me, gifts are very low on Ebony's love language. She don't the give a yeah. she don't give a damn about gifts, man. So it's like, I, I appreciate them, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's it's the lowest one on my list. So I'm not like, you know, yeah. I feel like I had to give me something to, to right. feel loved. Not to mention, like, I mean, this is not to say I can't buy her nice stuff because like, 
you know, I don't live you in do all the time. Yeah, you know, I'm not poor anymore. Like I, you know, I've <laughs> gone to college, I've gotten a master's, I've, yeah. you know, I make very good money. If I wanted to buy her something nice, I could. But the point of the matter is like the pressure to constantly, I don't know, shower her and designer uh, is not present anymore. I know that Ebony wants words of affirmation. She wants quality time. And those are a couple things that I am rich in. I mean, I am wealthy. <laughs> plenty of that, girl. Don't girl, worry. Girl, <laughs> listen. Listen, I got a whole safe deposit box full of compliments. <laughs> and I got a whole reserve bank full of quality time. Really? We don't <laughs> never run out over here. We can print our own currency right? when it comes to quality time. So, uh, I think that's one of the reasons why Ebony and I work out so well. Um, so, okay, my, Yours. my, yes. my bad, my bad. Damn, <laughs> I talk a lot. <laughs> it's it's gems though. We need these. All right, so I'll be quick with mine. So my um, my five love languages, and I'll, I'll do them in order of most important to least important. The first one was physical touch. I just like being touched, whether it's holding hands. I like when Ebony rub her feet on me. Her feet get cold all the time, and she'll like to put them on my body because you say it warms them up. Um, I like when she. Uh, You're always hot. I have to steal it. Yeah, she always steals my warmth. That she likes to say. Uh, I like when she rubs my head. You know, like what? You know, I got curls now, so she like playing with my curls. But I had a bald head last year, and uh, I like when she would rub my bald head, or when she plays with my beard, or um, <laughs> she she does this thing with my hands and my fingers where she'll like pull my fingers and kind of like. Uh, I want to say disjoint them. But. It's like what the nail salon does. You know that little hand massage, finger pull, rub thing. It just, it's just a, it's a very. Well, I don't go to the nail salon, so I wouldn't know. But That's the true. first time Ebony did it to me, I was like, "Oh snap, this is dope." <laughs> so uh, you know, this just physical touch. I just, I just love. You know, she has hands that were born in a manger. Period. Okay. Um, the second thing for me was acts of service. Um, it's actually both of our second one. Yeah. So that's perfect. Yeah. We're just constantly going above and beyond <laughs> to do things for the person. Great. Uh, the third for me was <laughs> quality time. I love spending time with this woman. She's my best friend. I don't, you know, I just, Bestie. every day I got to see her. I got to talk to her. I got to smell her. I got to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I just, I, I don't do well when I'm away from her. Um, so that's that. Uh, the fourth one was receiving gifts and the fifth one was words of affirmation, which is surprising because I love people boosting my head up. Yeah. I don't know how that was my fifth one. I mean, it's still very important, but, um, and that's one thing Ebony is so good at every day. She's constantly yeah. telling me how good I am at something. I mean, if she's sucking on a chicken bone from some chicken wings, I just cook. She's like, oh, babe, this chicken good. Or something or, or, or <laughs> You know, if I make some fresh mashed potatoes, I all these mashed potatoes are great. Or if I write a blog post, you know, for the cuffing season, um, she'll say, oh, you're, you're such a good writer. Or if we're in the gym and, um, you know, I'm lifting weights, oh, you're so strong. Or <laughs> if I get a haircut, oh, your beard looks so nice. I mean, like, she's just always boosting my head up. And the thing about it is it's so genuine. So I literally walk around like I'm the man. Like, nobody can tell I me nothing. Like man, when I walk through. Nobody can't tell me nothing because Ebony boosts my head up so high. And it's interesting that you say that because because mine is words of affirmation. So back to our points about like you may be giving somebody love the way you the way like your top one is. Yeah. You know, even though it may not be their top one. Like so for me, you know, I'm always saying that because it's my top one. 
Right. Um, you know, good thing you still appreciate it, but it's just like it's very interesting how, you know, um Yeah, I didn't even think works. about it like that. Yeah. Like oh. I'm 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 giving you love the way I see it. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I guess that wraps up our love language overview. Yes. Um so before we go, one one last thing we wanted to mention. We talked about it last episode, and we'll probably talk about it every episode from here on out. Ebony <laughs> um, and I launched a, uh, a coaching um, service for singles, for couples, those engaged, those who are married. Um, we are committed to making every day a good day to cuff for all people. We feel like the world has made a better place when people are uh, self-improving. They're becoming the best versions of themselves. And they're making loving someone else a priority. And since we started this podcast, um, we've just been overwhelmed with support from our listeners and from people who, um, I guess, call in or email or write with so many questions yeah. about how to navigate their own love lives and eagerly uh, pursuing our input made us realize, like, wow, like our ministry is growing. Yeah. You know, our ministry has grown from a podcast to actually doing one-on-one coaching sessions with people. So we decided to formalize it and to uh, create, uh, I guess, what you can call a relationship coaching service where we help people at all stages of dating uh, from, you know, being single to uh, being in a relationship to being engaged or married. Yep. Uh, we've um, developed, you know, a lot of curriculum to help folks at all stages and uh, we have a website that we'd love for you to visit to check us out if you're interested. Yeah. Uh, we do provide a free consultation um, to so you know so you can determine whether you know it's for you and uh, whether Ebony and I would be good um, coaches for you. Um, it's www.itscuffingseason.com. That's I T S Cuffing Season. Dot com. Um, you, you can go and check out our 11-step program, but you can also, um, you know, we encourage you to sign up. Sign up for our mailing list and to sign up for a free consultation because when you do, you'll get a free copy of our ebook, which is called Becoming Dateable. And it is basically the first step to our process, which is becoming the best version of yourself so that you can be the best partner in a relationship. Yeah. So, yeah, once again, it's just www.itscuffingseason.com. Please follow us and interact with us on uh, Instagram. My Instagram is Rontel underscore Beatty. And mine is CallieXBomb. And also our Cuffing Season um, page is It's Cuffing Season underscore underscore. Right. And lastly, we just launched a YouTube channel. Uh, Yay! So yes, exciting. it's titled the Cuffing Season Media Group. Um, we're putting our first video out tonight, and uh, we have more content coming for you guys. We'll be doing more interviews of people who will be telling their stories. Uh, we'll be putting out more how-tos and just uh, more information. Uh, anything that we come across that has been helpful to us, we're going to share it with you so that it can be helpful to you in your own journey. Spreading love. Spreading love. That's the only way we do things, baby. <laughs> uh, so... Like always, and like any other day, we hope to make every day a good day to cuff, baby. 